Welcome to the interview chair. My name is Jimmy Casas and I am your host. Are you an educator who is currently feeling overwhelmed, exhausted, or wondering if you can continue to do this work? Visualize yourself back in the interview chair. You are genuine, sincere, and full of passion. You convinced the group of people that you were the best person for the job and you believed it. That is the real you. Thank you for joining me as I take you back to the interview chair to remind you of why you wanted to become an educator. Welcome to episode one of the interview chair. I'm going to be really honest, I'm a little nervous. One, because it's my first podcast, but two, well, because I don't want to be that guy. See, part of the issue is, is I don't know you. And I've never been in your classroom. I've never been in your building. I've never been on your campus. And and now I'm going to what? come on a podcast and try to tell you what you should be doing. No, that's not my purpose. What I hope to do, though, is that I hope to push your thinking. I hope to push your thinking so you'll begin to reflect. See, I believe that without reflection, there is no growth. And I also hope to share some thoughts with you that will lead to conversations amongst you and your colleagues. And finally, honestly, I hope to inspire you to become a better version of yourself. That's really what I want to do. That's really what this is all about. Because that is my why. My why is to inspire others to be more and do more than they ever thought possible. For those of you who don't know me, I began my career in Milwaukee Public Schools working in the inner city. And by the age of 26, I had taken my first principalship and served in that capacity for 22 years. But the real story is what happened 12 years into the profession. And what happened is that I lost my way. I found myself in what I call the edge of the couch moment. I don't know if any of you have ever been on the edge of the couch in your professional or personal life, but if you have, well, you know it's not a good place to be. It's dark. It's lonely. Um, it's a place where we're doubting ourselves and we begin to question whether or not we can even do this work, whether it's even worth it. And maybe you feel like a failure. At least I did. Luckily, luckily, I had the good fortune of having mentors who re-entered my life and reminded me, reminded me of why I went in the profession. I still remember my good friend and mentor who asked me, Jimmy, what happened to the young man who came to the inner city and was going to change the world? What happened to him? Well, the truth of it, the matter is I lost my way. I was only a shell of that individual who was 26 when I walked into that building. I don't know about you, but in my experience, I was young, energetic, passionate, couldn't wait to get started. I remember sitting in the interview chair and talking about how I was going to champion for kids, how I wanted to understand their story, how I was never going to quit on them, how I couldn't wait to make a difference, and I couldn't wait to get started. I remember telling them that every kid has a story. I remember talking about my own personal experience of why I went into the profession. I don't know why you went into the profession, but in my experience, most people go into the profession, well, because they had an adult, a teacher, a counselor, a secretary, a coach, Someone who inspired them to want to be a teacher. Perhaps you were like me, didn't have a good school experience and thought, you know what? No kid should ever be treated that way. And you went into the profession because, well, you wanted to do it differently. Or maybe, just maybe, you have a certain aura about you, a gift. 
you know, that aura where kids just gravitate to you and want to be around you because you just have what we call that it factor. Whatever your reason for going to the profession, whatever it is, I want to remind you to go back and remember that. To take a moment to slow down and pause and reflect and see yourself sitting on the interview chair and ask yourself, do you remember what you said when you sat in that interview chair? Do you remember what you said you were going to do for students? Do you remember what you said you were going to do for your colleagues? Here's the good news. The day you walked out of that interview, the people in the room talked about you. And they said things like, oh my God, she was amazing. He's exactly what we're looking for. She's going to be a perfect fit. Did you see how she talked about those relationships? Did you hear those examples he gave? That's exactly what we need. And you should feel really good about that. Someone called you and offered you a position. And I can see it right now. I know you were jacked up about that. Because when you got off that phone, you called everybody to tell, I got the job, I got the job. And then you were excited and you were nervous. And hell, you probably went out and bought a new set of clothes for that first day of school. And you stood there, right? You stood there and you greeted your students and you high-fived kids. And you, and, you want, and you spent time trying to have conversations to get to know them. You, heck, you looked at their pictures. You studied their names. You had all your rules up. You had your boards up. You had your chairs lined up. You had them in group work. Whatever you were doing, you were jacked up and you couldn't wait to get started. And you were ready to go change the world. And the question I have for you today is this. Do you still have that same energy and same enthusiasm and same passion for the work you did when you first started? If you do, good for you. And that warms my heart if you do. But if you don't, that's okay too. I hope you give yourself a little bit of grace and I hope you're not too hard on yourself. Listen, I know what it feels like to lose your way because I shared with you that I lost my way. But I was lucky to have people help me find my way back. And if you're one of those individuals who's right now kind of on the edge of the couch, if you're doubting whether or not you can continue on or if it's even worth it or not, I hope that I can bring a little bit of inspiration back to you and remind you of why you went in this profession because, well, we need you. But we need the very best of you. What my plan is, is to go back to my foundation the very framework that I created uh, for myself to hold myself accountable so I would bring the best version of me to my school community. And there, and there lies the four core values of Culturize. And so I want to take a moment in today's episode just to kind of review those four core principles and, and tell you why it's important and why I continue to try to live those core principles, not only in my professional life, but also in my personal life. First of all, I believe frameworks protect us. They help us be the best versions of ourselves and they keep us steady. And it allows us to think about how do we lead and where do we lead from. In other words, what are those core values that we hold so dear that we believe that this is who I am and this is the person I want to be and this is where I lead from. And it's a good reminder for all of us. So one thing I'm going to ask you to do right now is reflect is what values do you lead from? What are your values? Have you identified them? Have you defined them? And most importantly, do you do your very best every day to live those? The four core principles of Culturize begins with the first one being to be a champion for all kids. 
And what does that mean? That means that we don't want to ever quit on kids. And that more importantly is that when kids behave in a way that do not align with our expectations, that rather than label them or rather than judge them, one, we won't quit on them, and two, we will invest more time to understand their stories, to understand why they behave the way they behave. You see, I've never met a student who didn't want to be great, but I met a lot of kids who lost their way. And I believe great teachers and great leaders can help young people find their way back. And so it not only works for kids, but it's also about being a champion for everyone, for our colleagues, for our supervisors, because, well, we can't quit on them either. And we want to help them find their way back. Core principle number two, expect excellence. Where the first core value is all about relationships, expect excellence is all about modeling. Because we know that what we model is what we get. So the question is, are we modeling the behaviors that we want others to emulate? In other words, we can't ask others to do what we're not willing to do ourselves. And so that's a reminder that before I ask anybody to do something or before I go approach someone to have a conversation, I have to ask myself, wait a second, am I doing those behaviors? Am I doing what I'm expecting them not to do? If that's the case, then I probably shouldn't be having that conversation because it's going to violate that value. And so again, core value number one, being a champion for all kids and for our colleagues. Core value number two, expecting excellence. It's all about modeling. Core principle number three, carry the banner, is all about experiences. In other words, through our interactions, through our conversations, when we engage someone in dialogue, when those individuals walk away from us, will they carry the banner for us? Will they walk away from that experience and carry the banner for you, carry the banner for your school? If not, then something's not right. And that's how I want you to think about it because it protects you. It protects you from getting too emotional, for, from judging, from being argumentative, from wanting to win the argument, right? And so it helps you bring a better version of yourself to that conversation and hopefully get a better result. And finally, to be a merchant of hope. And that is a f mindset. And that is, is that we have to believe that every kid, every adult, every staff member wants to be great at what they do. And again, it's the idea is that when people enter a profession, they come in wanting to be great. And so if they're behaving in ways that are no longer great or not producing in ways that are no longer great, well, maybe just maybe it's because they've lost their way. So the way to reframe it is, well, what are we going to do to help them find their way back? That's true servant leadership. That's how we inspire people. That's how we start believing not only in ourselves, but that we can actually make a difference and quite frankly, be the change that our kids, our staff, and our community deserves. The reason I wanted to review those four core values is because each week as I bring issues and problems of practice uh, to you, I'm going to discuss those problems of practice and approach them through that, through that framework, through those core values. And so I want to be clear on that because that is a framework from which I operate from and quite frankly, which I'm going to continue to go back to time and time again to try to influence you to reflect on your own behavior, your own values, and ask yourself, are you bringing the best version of you to your work each and every day? I want to remind you, so you never forget, that I believe that educators, you, that you have touched the lives of thousands of students. 
and that you have influenced a generation of minds and impacted the future for years to come, all because you chose to teach and lead. And I hope that you never take that for granted. And I want to remind you that at the end of your career, your legacy will not be about your success, but rather significance and the impact that you had on every student, every day, and whether or not you're willing to do whatever it takes to inspire our students, your colleagues, your community to be more and do more than they ever thought possible. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. And I hope that you will join me each week as I try my very best to take you back to the interview chair. Because I know this, that when you sat in that interview chair, that, my friends, was the best version of you. Be sure to check out my website at jimmycasas.com backslash the interview chair for links, resources, and show notes. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Casas underscore Jimmy. If you enjoyed today's show from the interview chair, subscribe to Spotify, Apple, or anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast to ensure you never miss an episode.